We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. The weather this week, possible precipitation. Uh, Of course, I've been saying that every weekend for the last several weekends. Temps above normal still, 30 to 50 degrees for the high, not bad for February. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Nebraska Prep Equipment, and our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resources District. Coming up on the show, Scaling Your Business, we will talk to Angela Paolini from Service Master about what was a challenge for her to wrap her head around and what would she advise another small growing business to pay attention to while growing. And a new vegan restaurant just opened in the Telegraph Districts, so we have a review of Naughty Buddha Burger Bar. And why burger? I don't get it, uh, Robin, so you're going to have to... Uh, inform us why it says burger bar and fraud how could you lose your home to fraud and not know it charter title is here to explain that one to us and speaking of charter title i want to welcome to the show kelly how are you doing miss kelly cunningham from charter title i'm doing well thanks for having me yes thanks for coming um so i'm sure people have heard of it maybe even had a little bit of education about it a year or two ago Um, But update us on what it is for those who have not really run into this in connection with homeownership. Yeah, so title fraud is when somebody goes into the public records, looks at what's showing on the public records, and then it's essentially a form of identity theft where they pretend to be you and go sell that real estate. And so... Go sell your home. Yes, yes. So it would take a lot of steps of crime and fraudulent activity. And so thankfully, we've just been very lucky that no title theft has, as far as I know, happened in our area. But, well, that but, is but homes, somebody is able to do an identity theft of a title and actually put someone's home on the market. How did they think? Well, okay. <laughs> To be honest, there are so many steps of fraud that would have to happen. Um, They would have to pretend to be you and or get a notary to vouch that you are who you say you are when you're not who you say you are. It would be a very complicated crime. It sounds like a somewhat sophisticated criminal enterprise. Yeah, I don't think the average criminal is going to be able to pull this off. It would have to be somebody with some knowledge of how the industry works. I was going to say, who's going to buy a home they've never seen? Right, right. So that fraud is way less, it happens way less than wire fraud. Yes. So I'm much more. That's another subject we want to talk about. This is the real concern in Lincoln. Right. People in Lincoln have been affected by wire fraud, so I really want people to be hypervigilant about it. It's when a criminal intercepts email communication between our company and the customer and the agent, if there's one involved, and says all of a sudden, hey, you have to wire $100,000 here or you're not going to be able to close on time. And it looks like it's coming from us, but if you look at the domain or maybe the name, it's a little bit off. And so these people are like, oh, my goodness, I've got to go do this right now. So they go to the bank and they wire the money away. 
And unfortunately, usually that money is just gone. And I, I know you talked in one of your Lunch and Learns that they even steal the company name and logo from realtors and pretend to be the realtor texting you, for this closing today, you need to wire some money. Is that ha- And that's happening in Lincoln? That happens in Lincoln all the time. I would really? say, yes, we are, we get a lot of scam emails because of the industry we're in. I would say I probably get between, I don't know, 10, uh, 10 a week. So it's, it's super prevalent in the community. I've worked with people who have lost their money and it's just so heartbreaking. And the best defense to this is for people to be educated about it because we really don't have a lot of legal protection yet. Yeah. How do you stop someone from stealing your email logo? You know, if they can get it, yeah, I can see how that could happen. Um, And the what I have told customers is just don't wire anything if you don't have to. Absolutely. That is the number one rule. We'll never require a wire for a closing transaction. A cashier's check is always safest because you know exactly who it's going to. Secondly, if you do have to wire for whatever reason, call the title company that you're wiring it to. Or call the person who claim to have sent the email and ask them if they really sent that email or not. Call your agent, call the escrow officer, go Google the phone number. Yeah, don't don't click on anything in the email. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Don't use the phone number in the email, right? right? Right. And just talk to somebody on the phone. And that will solve most of these problems. Yeah, yeah good, it's just, good advice. There's just too much financial information floating around that if somebody who is a criminal can can grab it, they're going to take advantage of you quickly. Uh, well, and I guess if you are the business, you know, we know nobody can stop people from stealing our logo. But what other things have you had to do, I'm sure, on your on your IT side? You've had to do some things. Yes. So we have very strong email encryption services. The title company does. Uh, We pay thousands of dollars a year to make sure that our emails are super secure. What that means sometimes is we miss an email from people because it gets blocked in our firewall. But unfortunately, a lot of the agents we work with are using Gmail or Hotmail or something like that. And that is where criminals are able to get in now. More easily. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Um, You've been listening to Kelly Cunningham from um, Charter Title. Tell us where your locations are in Lincoln. Yep. So we are located at 63rd and Highway 2 by Lowe's and Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) Yay. That's a nice place to stop after work. (laughs) Yeah, there's... (laughs) They've got a couple of good places to eat around there, so good for them. Well, thanks a lot. Kelly is also a sponsor of our show, and having sponsors who come on air like this and bring us business news is very informative, instructive, and appreciated. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Coming up next, Tammy Lambie will be in from the Woods Brothers. We haven't had anyone in recently to talk about what is going on in the housing market? Is it still a frenzy out there? Is, is it settled down a little bit? She'll be in with us. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Dollar General just opened its 19,000th store. You'll hear more retail news in our last segment of the show. Right now, you're listening to Robin and Dave on the Grow Lincoln Show. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. 
University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. In the studio, we have Tammy Lambie with us. She is a realtor for Woods Brothers Realty, but she's also the president of of um, the Realtors Inter- Association of Lincoln, which is one of the sponsors of our show. And we want to welcome you here. We are so excited to hear what is going on in the housing market. It has been nuts in recent years. It has been a little crazy. Thanks, thanks for the, having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Well, okay, go ahead and fill us in on that arc of what's happening. What is happening now and what does that compare to in recent years? Sure. Um, This week, uh, for example, we had 440 properties for sale. That's total. Um, 440 houses. 440, which is a little low, but it's up from past years. So, for example, we have 186 existing properties that you could move into today. Keep in mind that that number will fluctuate. Um, also, 140 of those are what you would consider traditional single-family homes. The rest are duplexes, condos, and townhomes. Oh. Hmm. So keep that in mind when you're out shopping for homes. Now, 254 of those homes are in some stage of construction. But of those, only about 40 are actually pending or under contract sales. The rest of that number, are they're typically concepts of homes uh, with available lots. You know, we have over 300,000 people that live in our county. That just doesn't sound like a whole lot. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. Um, just to kind of give you a frame of reference, um, we do have more homes that are on the market now that we've had since March of 2020. Hmm. So that that's a good number. Yeah, hmm. it's just... It's, well, yeah, what are you comparing it to? <laughs> right, and uh, it seems like... Uh, $1,200, $1,400, is that kind of what you usually look at as somewhat of an equilibrium? Uh, back in the day. Yeah, the day. The day. Many, many <laughs> yeah. moons ago, it, it compares. Um, normalizing would have been way back in the height of the housing recession. Um, if you go back to there, you're looking upwards of 3,000 homes right. on the market. Oh, during the crash? During the crash in yeah. 2008 and 2009. 3,000. Yeah, yeah. 3,000 homes for sale. Now, if you look at it, though, um, we were also in the days of the height of the pandemic in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might have been, are you ready, 30 or so homes in all of Lincoln. Existing. Existing to right. purchase. Huh. That's, so, that's so a we're pretty doing, small number. So, so we're, we're doing back better. There. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're doing better. Absolutely. What are interest rates this week? Well, interest rates go up and interest rates go down. Uh, last week, they, we were down a little bit, but we're still down from mid-November of last year where they were up around that 7%. Um, and if you look, the average this last week out at bank, bankrate.com was 636 now, I did hear of some last week that were right around six, and that's kind of where they're hovering. So they're down a little bit. You know, this week, Dave, for the first time in literally years, I cannot even remember the last time this happened, I got an email from a banker advertising his interest rates for, I mean, they haven't needed to let me know. Exactly. <laughs> they had so much business. Exactly. This is more normalized, though. Yeah, it it's is. Still yeah. A good, it's still a good rate. And if you talk to anyone who's been doing this for a number of years, anything under double digits is a great rate. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I remember 
mid-teens. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember so. my parents talking about their 16% loan that they got. Yeah. Or their, their 12% <laughs> adjustable. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, my gosh. Perspectively, these are great rates. Yeah. So <laughs> since there's more supply, some of those things that we, those stories we've heard about bidding wars and waiving inspections, is that still happening? We're still seeing multiple offers. Are not you? like we used to. Uh, we just encourage buyers to go out and be prepared. Get that official pre-approval letter. Talk to a lender. Get all your ducks in a row. When you say you're getting multiple offers, it's it's like you're getting two or three, not seven or ten. Oh, exactly. Okay. All exactly. Right. Kind of get mm-hmm. a frame. Uh, or not twenty-five. Or twenty-five. On, twenty-five offers in the Ooh. height. We had one house that had actually thirty-two offers on it. And that was probably about 18 months ago. Yeah. So to get two or three, you have a a very good chance of getting that. But we still have a shortage. And the question is, how many more are being built or what do we need to do to provide the supply? And I don't even know if we have time to go into it. Probably not. We need to have you back for another show. (laughs) Sure, sure. We could definitely talk about that. Um, It was interesting. Housing Starts, uh, I had the privilege of attending the Home Builders Association of Lincoln inauguration. And as of last year, they did announce that the building permits pulled were down. Hmm. And so you look at those sorts of numbers and we need more growth. Yeah, I mean, how are we going to do this? Yeah, yeah. I I think we do need to have her back and talk about, (laughs) you know, what are some of the strategies? Because it's not there's not one answer. There's a million small answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just the existing homes. I mean, it's one thing about the new construction, but it's another thing about the existing home sales. Well, it creates a ripple. Yeah. Exactly, because you're going to run into those people who don't want to go and go into a new construction home. So therefore, they're not freeing up the existing homes. Okay. Tammy, yeah. Tammy Lambie, uh, pres- she's the president this year of Realtors Association of Lincoln. By the way, if you have socks, you want to donate to the needy, contact any realtor. And Absolutely. a realtor will take them back for a sock sock drive that they are doing. Coming up next, Roger Frank will be in from Frank Financial Concepts to talk about how the markets did this week. And we'll also have a review of a new vegan restaurant that just opened down in the Telegraph District. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Bed Bath & Beyond dodged cuts in Lincoln, but corporately they missed a pretty important interest payment on bonds. They got $1.2 billion of those. They're not in bankruptcy yet, but they have received a NASDAQ delisting warning and things are not looking good. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign. No, it's not. Hey, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Charter Title. Roger Frank is in from Frank Financial Concepts. We want to know how did the markets do this week? Um, the Federal Reserve increased interest rates last week by a quarter of a point. Roger, how are you doing? Hi, hi, Robin and Dave. Hey, I'm hi. doing great. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell us what the implications yeah. of this quarter point raise are going to be. Absolutely. Probably a lot of our listeners have already known this, but uh, the Fed funds rate did increase uh, last week. That is set at 45 to 4.75%. Uh, 
as you may expect, this will cause you to pay a little bit more on your credit cards on interest and home equity loans, as an example. I do think that we're going to see some more rate increases, at least in the near future. Uh, we'll see how it goes between now and the end of the year. So stay tuned to the second half. Maybe we'll see a pause there. Why don't you uh, explain to our listeners what it means for all different retail sides of the banking uh, world when the Fed fund rates are increased yeah. like this? Sure. So the, the Fed funds rate refers to the interest rate that banks charge other institutions for lending excess cash to them from their reserve balances on an overnight basis. So that's the bank side. But from the consumer perspective, uh, I'm really excited about higher interest rates for our savers, people that are maybe retired or uh, living off of that income. For the last 15 years, we've had pretty low, ultra-low interest rates, and we're seeing some pretty good yields now on CDs and traditional fixed annuities. For instance, we're starting to see CDs uh, close to 5%, traditional fixed annuities, we're seeing over 5% now, and we've got to go back to prior to 2008 before we've seen those interest rates where they're at now. So I'm excited about the fixed income space. I think it's great news for those savers and the people that want to uh, take advantage of low-risk investments. So take advantage of it while it lasts. Yes, and how did the stock market do this week? Sure. So it's been kind of a bumpy ride this week. Uh, as of February 9th, the Dow is still up uh, 1.67% for the year. The NASDAQ composite is up over 12%, which is actually the bright spot. Uh, as you might remember, the NASDAQ was way down last year. Yes. And then the Standard & Poor's 500 is up uh, about 6.3% year-to-date as well. And again, that was as of February 9th. Well, thank you, Roger. That's uh, interesting information again. Always, Always good to talk to you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Have a great week, Roger. Thank you. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bertha Fisher & Company, Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Fi- Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I'm a client of Roger. I'm not being compensated. Well, Robin, we've got a little review that you and, well, somebody that you know. A special guest today. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a new restaurant that opened. It's called Naughty Buddha Burger Bar. It's a vegan restaurant. And and we have a person who is our assistant at Ashleman Commercial Real, Real Estate. We are a family-owned com- company Deb in, in, every se- in every sense of the word. <laughs> Deb Eshleman brought this to my attention because she's vegan and she was very excited about this. We want to welcome you to the show today. Hi, it's great to be here. <laughs> and so Deb and I went to lunch on Tuesday and decided we were going to check this place out. So, um, And I'm not vegan, so I didn't really you know, know how to compare it to. So that's why we brought her on the show today so she can speak to the audience about this. Yeah, well, first... First things first, why uh, is it called Naughty Buddha? I don't really know, and I'm going to ask them the next time that I go there. (laughs) But I've been thinking about it, and I thought maybe because they do use um, those Asian flavors and ingredients that you would see at some kind of Asian restaurant, but in a really new and different way, different combinations that might be surprising to some. So what did you guys have to eat? That's the important thing. Well, I had their name burger, the Naughty Burger, 
which came with all kinds of great stuff on it. I guess I have to try to remember crunchy things and all kinds. It looked of, like it had all, all sorts. Stuff. It was just piled up high. It was like I don't know, eight inches tall. Yeah. It was. It yeah. was hard to cut, uh -huh. and yeah, I had a bootalicious burger, which was real similar, and it was bootalicious. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's fun too. To I, the thing was like eight or ten inches high. Like you, you had to take a fork and a knife and like dissect it in order to get. You couldn't even take a bite of it. Squish it was it a, a full, bit. and so and yeah, it tasted like a like a hamburger. Really? Yeah, I thought That's... it did. Did you think it did, Doug? Oh, I thought it was delicious. Yeah. I I wasn't sure what to expect, but I thought it was good. And it's, you know, it it did have sort of this Asian twist to it, the, these flavors. Um, and then we had, you could choose sides to go with it. So I got a salad and it was, it was a huge salad. There was a ton of it. It had some apples and some greens in it. And you had beans. I had beans. But they were pretty spicy. Yeah, there's some spice. So some you, of their things have spice if you like spice. You need um, to ask if you're sensitive to spice. But yeah, one thing you noticed was they didn't have prices on the website or up on the, when you walked in, you just sort of order on faith. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no prices anywhere. Well, yeah, you'd have to ask them if you wanted to know what you were going to Maybe spend. that's part of the, if you have to ask, you can't afford it program. <laughs> I thought of it more as like supply issues, so they don't have to change their sign all the time. Oh, that could be because be... prices are changing on. Well, they are lots fluctuating. Of produce and things like that. And yeah. do they do they locally source? I assume they try, maybe. But some of those those it was more fresh than what you normally get in an average restaurant, and well, fresh is not cheap. So, no. but I mean, when you got done and you got the bill, what did it seem? reasonable um yeah i didn't think it was i mean lunch prices have gone up so much yeah i mean it was it was like you know not taco john's cheap but it was right in there with going to panera bread or something oh, like okay. that okay so. and i think when you're getting something that's fresh made the price seemed reasonable yeah right. i thought considering how fresh it was it right. was better than average you noticed they had a breakfast menu Yes, they have some breakfast items and lunch items that would be easier to go. They had some wraps and salads and mm -hmm. quite a variety of things on their menu. Yeah. Deb, you've been to some, some larger cities, is that right? And had, uh, you know, some products like this and vegan products. How did you think it compared to those places? Oh, I thought it was right up there with other places where we have been in Omaha. They have a location in Omaha, and there are some other restaurants in Omaha we've been to. In Denver, there are several vegan restaurants that are favorites, and they're usually very unique, small places, each with their own little twist on things that they do. So it's always an adventure to see how they put their mark on vegetables. I would say if you've got a vegan friend, don't be afraid to accommodate them. Go along and give it a try. It's really pretty good. It's at 330 South 21st Street next to the mill. And if you haven't been to the mill, the parking would be to the north. And you walk about half a block. So, so yeah, I thought it was really good. Great. Coming up next... We're going to be talking to Angela Paolini at Service Master about scaling your business. What happens when you get to the size where you have to start buying vehicles and creating company procedures manual? Things you never had to do when you were a little company. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. 
It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Layoffs in January spiked over 3,000% year over year, according to Retail Dive. That means 13,000 jobs were lost last month. This is second only to the tech industry, which cut over 41,000 jobs in January. Nationwide, altogether, there were over 102,000 people laid off last month. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarter Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. We have Angela Paolini from Service Master in with us. We want to talk about scaling your company and going from a small company to one that has to think about things like buying company vehicles. Um, company procedures manuals and you've been down that road you bought a I mean it wasn't even all that small when you bought it but Correct, it's gotten yeah. even bigger thanks sure. a lot for coming did, by the way you're yes. so welcome <laughs> did you have vehicles when you first purchased that we I did. assume you had at least mm-hmm. a couple we did but funny thing we weren't on email nobody had email and nobody else had a cell phone we had beepers sure beepers. when we bought it yeah. wow. and that was in 2009 ah, wow really? mm-hmm. Still doing yep. beepers then. Beepers and, and no email. So you had to probably, I mean, some of maybe your older employees, was that a, a, a switch for them or did they all have it at home? I, no, I think most of them had cell phones at home or, you know, they were able to switch over to a cell phone pretty easily. Yeah. It wasn't a terrible, terrible Well, switch. okay. So you went from a not so tiny company, but you went from a small company to one that is much bigger today. Absolutely. Yeah. What were the things for you that were challenges or hurdles or a paradigm or it was hard to let go of the old way and you had to learn a new thing? Um, so when we bought the business, it had actually scaled up pretty well. Um, I talked to John a little bit about this, um, knowing that I was coming on the radio with you, because he actually started in the business when it was very small. Uh-huh. He was an employee. Yes, he was HR. You, you need to <clears throat> let the listeners know who John is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, John is my uh, husband as well as co-owner <laughs> of Service Master PBM, and he started in 1994 as the HR manager. Um, it was time for Ed Nix, the previous right. owner to uh, hire an HR person, so that was John, and he brought in a lot of good systems that weren't there yet, but there were quite a lot of people. There was about 50 people, and not having HR with about 50 people in a business is not a good idea, Mm. so he really revamped the programs, and I think he just did such a good job that Ed was like, hey, you want to be my GM? Oh, (laughs) so 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 he got a promotion. So then he got a promotion, I would say a year maybe later, and helped Ed grow the business to two million, which is when we bought it. It was about about three, and then we have built it from uh, three to about four yeah, from well, two thousand nine. So, and there maybe may have been components of the fact that you were with a franchise, you were with Correct. Service Master, but they probably didn't have as as much help back in the 90s and right. 2000s as they do now. Correct. So Correct. I'm sure a lot of that has changed as far as the help you were getting from your own franchise. Well, and the most that they're going to do, right, is help with the products, their, their proprietary products and, and systems, because right. that's that's what they care about. Um, they obviously give you everything you can get if you want it, 
um, from the ground up, like especially when you first buy a license, uh, teaching and try, trying to help them set up a business, you know. But, but yeah, at, at this point, um, the, at the franchise was not as helpful as I would say just everybody else's input, yeah. you know. You know, I, I think about, you know, having procedure manuals for, yeah. for things. I mean, that mm. can be fairly specific to each and every business. And I was wondering, did did you feel like you had to do that more on your own or did they help you out quite a bit with Service Master or not? No, we, we had to do that on our own. John would have probably, you know, at the, at the time created all the HR manuals. And then when we start, when we bought the business, I started creating a lot of manuals and procedures for the office. Um, cause I had started in the office before we bought the business. Mm. Um, so we created, uh, procedures, wrote them down. Um, you know, the biggest thing about scaling up a business is being prepared to grow and you have to have systems in place in order to right. grow. Right. So for those repetitive things. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. Right. So it doesn't take so long or, you know, so other people can learn them. Reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Were there, um, were there groups in Lincoln or coaches that helped you? How did like did you get local help with some of the things that you needed to do? I know that John was a part of uh, Sherm, uh, the Lincoln uh, chapter of Sherm, which is oh, I cannot remember. It's an HR management like a okay. association, um, and then so I know that that got gave him a lot of help. When we start, when we bought the business, uh, the Nebraska Small Business Development Center helped us with, like the the SBA loan and uh, all of all of that apl- application part, you know, of taking ownership of the business and getting the loan and everything. Um, and then Ed actually stayed on um, the as previous a, the previous owner. owner. Ed Nix stayed on as like a consultant. Mm, yeah, and he and he, I mean, and he, obviously John knew a lot. Again, John and I bought the business together, and so he was very involved in the business uh, when we first started, and he he knew a lot already. But then when I took over, I had Ed. He and I met like once a month, um, just Is to. Is that right? Oh yeah, and yeah. that was probably pretty helpful. Oh, very helpful. The learning curve was was crazy. Yeah, I mean to take over operations is is a whole different story than to just do customer service in the accounting part in the office, which is what right. I was doing at the time. <laughs> and then you've always been a reader. You l- yeah. listen to podcasts, yes. na- you know, national national resources oh, absolutely. Too, to learn how to how to do it. I remember one time I was in a I was in a business group at the chamber for small business owners and they talked at one point about a certain kind of tax form that some companies have to fill out that I was just sort of ignorantly yes. oblivious to. I went to a lot of those webinars. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I, I was like, I came back the next month like, thank you guys that I'm not in jail because I of know. you. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, uh, had a situation where I, I, I took a class. Um, it was just a public class at Cornesker Bank, and, uh, which was one of our customers at the time. And the contact uh, that we were working with was in the class, and I didn't know it. And he he said later to John, um, because he knew John, but he didn't know me. 
And he said, she asked some very intelligent questions. Well, that's <laughs> so good. So I oh, felt very good. Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot for sharing with us what it's like to take a company that's smaller in size and some of the things that you have to do yeah, to, absolutely. To, to make it bigger. This was a really fun conversation and kind of a fun look back to the days when absolutely. pagers were a thing. I know. No email. Can <laughs> no you imagine? Email. Not anymore. Yeah, you, you believe can't it. Yeah. Coming up next, business is opening, closing, and moving around. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. It'll be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate here on KLIN and Dave Albers of the Albers Company. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Baylor Evnen Wolf and Tannehill Law Firm. There's a new eye care clinic that just opened in South Lincoln at 70th and Pioneers, and this is directly behind Culver's. Everybody knows where that is. Um, <laughs> Dr. Leah Gibson, Pioneer Family Eye Care. Yeah, Robin, we just have a lot of uh, South Lincoln uh, stuff going on. South too. Lincoln is having a great 2022 and 2023. They yeah. sure are right now. They, so. They've been under construction, let me tell you. Exactly. Uh, the next one we were going to talk about here is technically 8350 South 40th, which is really the northeast corner of 40th and Yankee Hill. A lot of apartments being built Boy, to the east of that, yeah. and a lot of people will see that. But this is right directly on the corner where there is uh, going to be a car dealership, and this is only for the canopy to cover to, the cars. To protect the cars from hail. Just like you see on South 27th, uh, uh, where Sid Dillon's located. Building permit for that canopy, one2 million dollars robin i guess you get to the point where the hail damage is so expensive and time consuming you do this well you know that's a pretty good chunk of change wow but, uh, 1.2 million to yeah. protect i just don't think people would think about that as hey we've got a little expense here i guess you save on car washes and stuff like that sure so yeah other, there's a, there's things. some good reasons to do it sure we've got some other stuff at south point mall don't we robin we have cookies well, you talk about cookies. I'll let you do that one. Goodly, good, goodly Cookies opened in a portion of the Valentino's space that used to be at, in front, out in front of South Point Mall. Yeah. And for people who don't know this, Valentino's moved uh, to the west at about uh, 15th and uh, Pine Lake. Yes. And I would say, too, considering it's Valentine's week, guys, you may want to make note of this Goodly Cookie idea. <laughs> oh, boy, Robin, you kind of gave me an idea. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, you've got two other places here at South Point Mall. I'll let you talk about. They've got a couple restaurants coming soon, and it takes forever to do construction, but just kind of stay with us, and we will let you know when these get open. Ika San Ramen plus Izakaya is coming soon. 
And JoJo's Diner, which is more comfort food, and I think breakfast is going to be coming to yeah. South Point Mall. And I believe that both of those, if I remember correctly, have counterparts in Omaha. So they are Omaha-based restaurants, gotcha. to, to my knowledge. Well, the biggest reason why I wanted to let you talk about those is I couldn't pronounce that first name. So well, I, pr- I probably killed it. I mean, who knows if I pronounced it right? I have no idea. Hey, uh, I also saw another building permit for uh, high school, Southeast High School. They're doing a remodel job. $3.1 million. There's a lot of work going on in schools in Lincoln, Robin. Yeah, they, they, you know, and you have to because you're building new high schools. You've got to keep the old ones up to a similar standard. You've got to offer equal facilities to all the students. So you're going to spend some real dollars remodeling right. older buildings. Um, retail news at northwest corner of 40th and Old Cheney Road, Jilly's Socks did an expansion. Um, and speaking of Southeast High School, that that was started by a high school teacher who used to work there. And as it turns out, a lot of the employees and students and retirees of Southeast kind of trailed along and got a job with her too. Um, the expansion was in order to feature more gifts, home decorating, and family clothing. Well, that's nice. Robin, we also uh, were sent some pictures, isn't that right? And somebody is wondering what's happening uh, at the old Radio Shack space at 48th and Van Dorn. Yeah. Um, Facebook fan Lo Spalding reported us so, some, con- some construction pictures and reported that a fence was being put up. That is going to be a dog bar. So this would be the shopping center where the McDonald's is Correct. at 48th and Van Dorn. It's kind of a building right next to that McDonald's. Right Just, next to the McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see that fence. Uh, it's a dog-eared fence. Yes. By the way. And, you know, there's a vet clinic just doors down. I mean, you could potentially take your dog to the emergency clinic and then when they get him fixed and he's okay, (laughs) you could go get a drink at the dog bar. I heard from somebody recently and they said that they have been to these dog bars in other uh, parts of the country and said, hey, that's going to work there. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. And have you noticed a prevalence of more people like taking their dogs inside stores and nobody's like complaining about it? I've, I've, I've seen people like just walk in with a pet on a leash through a retail store. I got used to that being up in the mountains in Colorado whenever I'm on vacation up there. Oh, that seemed yeah. to be, you know, dogs they didn't seem to take cats, but I saw a lot of people with dogs. <laughs> Although uh, I would see cats, you know I shouldn't even. I I'm shouldn't a even, leash. Yeah, I shouldn't even uh, uh, joke about that. That's not true. I've seen them carry their cats into uh, stores up there in Colorado. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but it's predominantly dogs. It's just you know the world's always changing. You know what we used to think was not appropriate behavior. Has changed. It is now appropriate. Yes. Union College getting a new field house addition to the lifestyle building. $9.9 million going on over at Union College on South 48th Street. They have really been doing a lot of different uh, things there at uh, Union College. That's, I'm happy for them. 
Yeah. They're, they're just doing, it seems to be that they're doing and well. And they draw in students from all over the world. Most people have no idea about exactly. that. Exactly. Well, we want to thank you for joining our show. If you have news that you'd like to submit or even a question, snap a picture of it and um, send it to us on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.